This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam is in a festive lockdown hell. Charlene is double dipping on the festive fun. And we're talking Santa, Elf on the Shelf, and setting our own standards for what's naughty and what's nice. Hello. Hello. We're back. <laughs> As in when we get ya, and we are rusty, man. Oh, man. Yes, like how crazy. I would have thought that it's like riding a bike for us by now. Indeed, it is not. This podcasting gig is hard. We've been here for an hour struggling with sound and then scripting and then settings. Here. And oh my God, <laughs> we're we are a sorry bunch today. You see, um, and and meanwhile, I'm at home with both kids and my husband, juggling. Um, yeah, juggling. Why? 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 What is this lockdown hell? Tell and us. Back tell us. to 2020, July, June. <laughs> What came before that? May, April, March. <laughs> that fun time where we were locked down with our families. Elijah tested positive for COVID on Friday. We are now recording Monday. Yeah, Elijah is positive. He is positively not showing any signs of actually being Symptoms. sick. But okay. his grandfather, who he saw last week and subsequently infected is positive with COVID. It does thankfully, hopefully seem to be a mild strain. So mm. if the if it is as uh, you know, people are reporting that the Omicron, you know, strain is is milder but very infectious, I can vouch for that. A ton of people and kids and parents in the school are being infected. Elijah infected his grandfather who's um you know, thankfully vaccinated and doesn't it doesn't seem to be hitting him hard. But, you know, even though we are all looking healthy and fine and feeling fine, we are isolating. And so, yeah. yeah of course, because you can't be making others sick. Like you, you might feel that. That's the thing with this virus is you might not even, you won't know that you have it. Yeah. And so until... Someone in your midst gets sick. That's yeah. also the thing is like, it's a chicken and egg situation. Like, where did you get it? You, tracing it back. That's why this thing is spreading as it does. I think because of the mildness of it. So Elijah came back from his grandparents. They said he was a little bit feverish. But remember, Elijah doesn't present with a fever. Like on a yes. thermometer. The thermometer doesn't beep with him ever. It's always Yeah, he just does not get fevers. Yeah. And he's just always hot to the touch or he's he just has general sort of malaise. He's like listless and grumpy and he gets – I know you're not supposed to call your child naughty, but he does naughty things oh, no, when 100%. he's not feeling well. I know. When my kids are not feeling – when my kids are not feeling great, they do ridiculous things that they would never yeah. normally do, like just general disobedience. Like, like, why are you being such an asshole right now? 
they're obviously just not <laughs> feeling it. They're yes. obviously just like, I don't fucking feel yeah. like doing what you're asking me to do. So I'm just going to not. So we should know when he's like particularly bad, then we should know that he's probably coming down with something. And that's what happened. And he came back from visiting his grandparents last week, Wednesday. They said he was a bit off. And I was like, well, fuck this. I'm taking him for an antigen. And I could not find a goddamn antigen anywhere. Um, And I was taking my, by then he was like lying on me, my sick child from pillar to post, screaming in the disc game, not really screaming, but just like chewing out the people. Like, this is ridiculous. Why don't you test on kids under 12? And then phoning Lancet and they're like, oh, we close in 10 minutes. And I'm just like, could you not just help me? And then going to the Testaro down the road who were very apologetic. And they're like, today we don't, we aren't doing antigens. So I paid 850 Rand for a PCR and it came back positive. Which is also fantastic because firstly, why is this effing test still 850 Rand? Mm. Okay. That's a discussion for another day. Secondly, here you are going from pillar to post with someone who is possibly infected with COVID, but you have to get a test done. So while in the process, who else are you infecting? Exactly. This situation is forcing you into a public space. You can't just go to one place, like do your social distancing, wear your mask, sanitize, keep your distance from people, get the test and go home. No, no now you're going to three or four or five different places with possible infecting, possibly infecting exactly. everyone around you. Exactly. We're not limiting the, the, the contact yet at all because there's no help. I was incredibly frustrated and I try not to sound like, a, you know, disgruntled expat because I'm obviously very much a patriot of South Africa. I'm here, I'm living in this country, but my a very close friend of mine in the UK gets antigens uh, for free, like they call it mm. lateral flow tests, gets them for free, has to, as per the school, I think, test her kids twice in the week. And if they test positive on the lateral flow, then I think they do a PCR. And that way they catch it and... You know, it's I, I I feel like that's how that's the best way for us to manage it and for it to be affordable for us to manage it. It's not about being a disgruntled or sounding like a disgruntled expat, Sam. How long have we been at this? Twenty fucking Two months. Two fucking years. Yeah. Okay. Two years and still basic shit like this. We can't get under control. And then people are like how is this thing, but this thing is spreading. Yes, it, it might be spreading because people are irresponsible and people don't do their part. 100% I agree. And people are not prepared to get vaccinated. I understand that as well. Not that vaccination stops it from spreading. But how are these basic things that can eliminate potential spread not in place? It's stupid. It's just stupid. And I, I have to say just mandatory tests in the week. And, and having it's not nice sticking a swab up your kid's nose. It's not nice for you to get it. But I've had the balls to do it with my kid. He's actually opted for the nasal swab now, not for the throat swab. And um, it caught it. And it might have, you know, saved whoever else. My parents who would have been exposed had we gone to their house this weekend. And I really have to reiterate, he does not look sick. He went to school for an hour on Friday because I thought I was being ridiculous having tested him. Then we got his test results back and then we rushed to go get both boys from the school and came home and locked down. And mm. I just think had an, and I really felt I was overreacting and I was being ridiculous. 
And had I acted on that gut feel that I was being ridiculous, I wouldn't have tested him and he would have spread it and he would have spread it to my Mm. parents and possibly to someone who couldn't afford to get it. And, and, this is what I, what's frustrating me. I really just think that tests should be lateral tests and lateral flow tests, which is the, the, the uh, antigen tests, should be more freely available, shouldn't be so expensive, and should be mandated um, for us all to be tested during the week, you know, as, as and when, just as a preventative measure. But, you know, that's just me. Bells and whistles. <laughs> Dub. Fuck you, COVID. Just yes. Exactly. So I'm like in what should have been my last week at home, um, working without the kids in my hair, I am juggling it all. I'm back, thrown back into last year, only now I'm not pregnant. Now I've got another very demanding tiny human who's yeah. not allowing me to do anything. So thankfully <laughs> Ray is manning the fort while, re- while we record um, but it's well, not, I suppose not you're stressful. saving grace. I suppose you're saving grace is that Ray also can't go out and work. Because <laughs> yeah. you, normally you'd be juggling both kids because he's out working and like he's on site and shooting and whatever. Now he's forced to be there with you. So no, you've exactly. got a babysitter. <laughs> we are locked down. All right. But you are not locked down. You are double dipping on the festive fun like you do every year. What did you do to yourself? Did you fall pregnant? <laughs> the wrong time no. of year. Did you fall pregnant? No, no like, I, I mean at, at March. You know, if you fall pregnant in March, Charlene, you have a December baby. Oh right. Did oh, you, you mean back pregnant? then? Back yes. then. That's what you did wrong. <laughs> this is what you did wrong. This is true. This is true. I am. Um, yeah. I, I, I've never thought of it like that. But yeah. So we wanted uh, Jan babies for both uh, kids. But yeah, my my planning and my my um, uh, ovulation tracking was slightly off. It would seem because Jesse was born on the 18th of December, and so this time of year, it's like. And Josh was born at the end of January. So we've literally got birthday party for Jess before school closes. Then we've got actual birthday celebrations in school holidays on the day of her birthday, which is the 18th, which is also a bloody kick in the nuts because most people are away on holidays. So to organize, okay, let's just COVID aside, to organize a birthday party for her or like a celebration with her friends is nearly impossible because people are away. They're busy with Christmas. It's, It's crazy. Okay. Then we've got seven days after her birthday is actual Christmas Day. And then we head into January. And at the end of January is Josh's birthday party. So then there's a lot of January expenses. So I'm always stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, do we do... So I've taken to doing a joint birthday party for the both of them at the end of the year because it's all the same people that I generally invite. I think once they get older and they have two separate groups of friends, we'll do it differently. But... Last year, I said, next year, I'm doing their joint birthday party in January. At the end of January, after school has started, end of school already. But then this year, here Ah. I am again, organizing it in December. And I think it's because January has a lot of expenses, you know, back to school. And there's just a lot happening. We also have a lot of birthdays in January. A lot of the kids' birthdays are in January. A lot of my friends' birthdays are in January. 
And so I think it's just too overwhelming. And to find a weekend available in January where we're not celebrating a birthday or people are otherwise committed is tricky. Mm. So for now, I've once again decided to just do it in December. And I'm trying to now this week organize their little school party because it's also their last week of school at this particular school, which Josh has already started crying about. I'm going to miss my friends. I don't want to go to a new school. So that's a bit emotional. So I'm trying to make it nice and memorable for them, but I'm just adding extra pressure for myself. And every year I'm like, I'm keeping it simple. This year I'm keeping it simple. (laughs) It's not easy. If you're having a birthday party for a kid, now you're doing two kids. If you decide on doing a birthday party, whether you invite only family or whether you add friends to the mix, it is always complicated. There Mm. is not a birthday, a kid's birthday that is not complicated. Prove it. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to bloody well uncomplicated because my emotions get in Mm. on the, in on it as well. And then I'm like, what do the kids really care about? What makes it for them, you know, obviously to have their people around them and to be, to have fun, but they keep, they want their friends. They want, can my friend, can my friend Leo come over? Please. Can we have my friend Leo over? And can we have this one? And can we have that one? And it's tricky because numbers are an issue. We're in the midst of a fourth wave. So I have that guilt of like, we should just, just batten down the hatchets and just stay indoors, the four of us. And, you know, maybe have the grandparents over that we already see every week anyway, you know. But then I'm like, it's not fair to these kids. So oh, not fair. I don't know. The whole I don't thing know is what unfair. Um, Elijah's also, his birthday is early Jan. It's less than a month away and all he wants is a party. He hasn't even asked for a Christmas gift. He said, Father Christmas must surprise him. So oh, man. All the kid wants is a Mario party. So, God damn it, a Mario party is what he's going to get. <laughs> I, whatever <Yes>. it takes. <laughs> uh, I can't say however much money it's going to cost because it's going to cost a lot of money. So, I'm not going to say that. But I, I've, I'm taking that on the chin and that is what I'm focusing my, my energy on because that's literally all he's asked for. So... Yeah, it's difficult because we we do want to make things special for our kids and that's also what we're going to be talking about today. Um, Charlene, you and I have both broken out our Christmas trees. <laughs> We've done mm-hmm. our yearly um, time lapse of, of putting up the tree. We've got our advent calendars out. I did a really cute one that I'll tell you about. Uh, I haven't posted or anything about it. So I haven't shared because of the drama. But um, yeah, I, Christmas is underway, right? It's underway on the 1st mm. of December every year. This is what we try to do. And I've already um, threatened bad behavior by saying that our elf on the shelf rookie is watching, which I said I was never going to do. But you know, when they act like assholes, then you're just like, yeah, you have no other tools in your toolkit. And you're just like, you know what? Rookies watching you motherfuckers. <laughs> I've got this this December and so I'm going to use it. Anyways, I feel a little bit bad, but not bad enough. Um, and I'd like to talk <laughs> more about it. How about we delve a little deeper into how we really feel about Santa gift giving and this mom magic that we do to ourselves. 
Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. I never thought I'd say this, but I really need a break from Mariah Carey. <laughs> After last year, ooh, Elijah loves that song. He calls it the Elf Song. We listened to Mariah That's- Carey's Christmas special. And, well, we watched it, sorry, on Apple. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. Oh, man, you got to show the kids. I did it. Well, I, Jessie watched one on, on her iPad the other night. I stumbled upon it while she was watching. <laughs> and... Um, I I actually was like, oh, I should watch this with them. She loves it. And she keeps saying to me, because I I this time of year I always play like Christmas uh music. And um I was we were driving in the car and they usually put in their song requests and Jesse's like, Mommy, please can we listen to some of your Christmas music? So I, I hold out Boney M oh, and yes. all sorts. We Michael Bublé. <laughs> Elijah just like he just wants that Mariah Carey song. And I'm like, you know, I didn't ever think that I'd get sick of that song, but all I want for Christmas is, you know, it needs to be replaced. Like we need a, a that of our time. It flippin' went diamond. That song is a song for the ages. Like, mad respect to Mimi. I love her. I love her <laughs> Christmas specials on Apple. If you're listening, go and, go and watch it. It's amazing. We're not sponsored by Apple, so this is really from my heart, guys. <laughs> I love it. I don't know about you. Like, I'm not, I'm not really a Christmas Grinch, Charlene. I'm like... I, I I get into it. I really do. But I do want to chat about how moms are still or continue to do it all. And the the pressure is like mounted in December. It's ridiculous. I, I, it's a lot. But I mean, we can get into it. But I, I, I can never establish in my mind what makes it a lot. Like, do we make it a lot for ourselves? Do we allow ourselves to get like... But also at the end of the day, I guess we just want to create that festive cheer, those memories mm. for our kids. We want that beautiful, um, magical memories. And to be honest, maybe it's because we're control freaks because if, if, if we don't organize it, how the hell is it going to well, end it's, up? It's not going to. If, if I didn't, well, I suppose now that Elijah's into it, he, if I wasn't around, he would force Ray to put up a tree. And Ray would get into it because I've I've set the standard for Christmas and now Elijah understands that and he enforces it and we joke around with yeah. him and we're like, Are you going to Oma and Opa? Are you gonna when you talk to Nana and Papa, ask them about their tree so that we can force <laughs> our parents to put up their tree as well because we're like, No, 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 bullshit with you. Just because you don't have kids in the house doesn't mean you don't put up a tree. You put up exactly. the tree. Exactly. You get in the spirit, yes. you do the thing. I have to say though, 
one kind of revelation that I had that I keep trying to drill into my head is do you feel like sometimes it gets to December and, you know, it, people people joke or like speak about December, that they're like excited about December and this is when you, you know, you get your luck. Like, I mean, I used to work for a company that broke up on close to the 15th, whatever Friday landed close to that date. And then we'd get back into the swing of things the second week of January. And so you'd have that yeah. three week or however many week break and come back refreshed. I didn't have kids, so it really was a break. And I would get bon- a bonus check, which I don't get now. So I do understand the culture of December and how you do get into that. But for some reason in my brain, I'm still thinking, number one, there's a break. And number two, somehow magically, there are more days available to us in December. But they aren't. Yes. It's very limited. And with your kids at home... Um, you know, if that well, my kids were home from Friday, <laughs> as we've discussed. But I mean, with your kids home from like the second or third week of December, mostly the second week of December, you don't have that time that you think you have. Like, I'm even thinking, shit, what December books am I going to read? Am I going to let let's be ambitious? Let me read more books. And in my brain, I'm going, hang on, you know, step back a little bit because you don't really have time to read books because you've got your kids at home and you're still juggling work. You have no off days. You have no holiday. You don't somehow magically have more money. So I need to get over this thing that this like construct of December being this break period. And um, unless I enforce it, you know what I mean? December's not a break and I don't magically have more money. And my life doesn't magically reset on the 31st of December. It is all the same. Yes. And I think I need to treat it as such. Yes, the magic of Christmas can still be around. Yes, we can celebrate New Year's looking back at the year that was and looking forward to the year that will be. So I need to just remind myself that the month is just not longer. The month is not longer. I don't magically have more money. Um, and, yeah. You know, ugh. I don't know exactly know where I'm going with this. It's just like, it's this, I don't know. Do you experience that as well? You have this crazy mindset about December? hundred percent. I don't know. And, and that's the thing. I can't figure out if we're doing it to ourselves because we've got in our mind this expectation of what we want it to be like, not just for us, but for our kids. So, and this year I had some thoughts about it as well. It's been mulling over in my mind a lot. And I, I keep thinking like, what should Christmas look like? Or what do I want Christmas to look like? What do I want my kids to remember? And I mean, I don't have the answer, but for me this year, I, I decided like last year we hosted a friend's Christmas party here at our house. We also hosted, uh, um, my side of the family here at my house. Um, and it was, I found it, I mean, at the time I felt like, no, this isn't stressful. I can handle it. And I don't feel like it's stressful, but Red feels the stress because he sees my anxiety and my want for it to be perfect and my inability to just lean into what it is. And if the portrait on the wall doesn't hang perfectly in the lounge, nobody's going to notice. I have to like literally overall my house before I can have guests of that nature. I don't know why the hell I do that to myself, Mm. but 
we I had to paint walls because there were finger marks on the paint. And I was like, no, this wall needs to be painted. I can't have guests when this wall looks like this. I don't know why the hell, like I'm repainting my house to have my family over for Christmas. That yeah. is a bit OTT, Charlene. Like just yeah. dial it the fuck back, okay? So I, at the risk of falling into that again, and Rick keeps saying, okay, okay, we'll do it. And I can see him like literally bracing himself because he knows what is awaits, what, you know, what, what is awaiting or what awaits him. So this year I really thought about it and I was like, you know what? But I also I'm in a better mental state this year than what I was last year this time, okay? And I, I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm trying to just like be easy going about it and take it in my stride. I have decided to host at my house a Christmas Eve dinner. And the reason I chose to do that is because I guess the one thing that I can say is I choose happy. I want to choose, I want to choose happy. And I think for my New Year's resolution, I think that will also be my thing. I need to remind myself to choose happy. Okay. And I, I look at other people's posts and I know to look at the gram is not a good thing, but I, I look at their homes with untidy books and toy baskets, but the Christmas tree is up and the stockings hanging skew and like a chaotic, untidy house because people live there. Mm. We actually live there. It's mm-hmm. not a museum, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a perfect curated home and garden fucking photo shoot set mm-hmm. okay it is a home a where window. people live exactly and so one day when I'm big I think hopefully and when my children are out of the house I will have things meticulously placed in their spot and it not be moved and it not be chaotic the way it is now but for the most part I have dirty walls because in my rush last year, I painted it with the wrong paint and now they look worse than what they did last year this time. And so, yes, I am repainting my walls again for this get-together. Okay, I will I will confess that. But I'm just going to... I'm just going to choose the happy. And what makes me happy is to be together is to, yes, thanks, Siri, one moment, is to be together <laughs> and for for my family to just laugh and the kids to play. And I just, I don't want, you know what? I think having had COVID was also an eye-opener for me because we were isolated like you are now. Mm. And the thing, my house was a fucking mess. I was a mess. I couldn't, I couldn't, do much. I was just so depressed and it didn't matter. It didn't matter that my house was a mess because if you had said to me, every person you love right now can come through your front door and just be with you. I would have been like, yes, yes. I don't care if my walls have shit painted on them. I actual ones here. I just want people here. I just want thy psalmist saying that togetherness and laughing and the kids playing. And to be honest, that's what the kids are going to remember. If I think about what I remember about Christmas, I can explicitly remember getting pajamas for Christmas every year, which I fucking loved. And still to this day, I bought myself pajamas for Christmas this year. And I can explicitly remember on Christmas Eve, trying to wake up and stay awake until 12 o'clock so we could open whatever presents were under the Christmas tree. Um, That's what I can remember. 
And I think all the rest doesn't it's fucking matter. It's important to lean into that. Okay. And you know what? I've also taken it down a notch. And the, the pressure's not as on because Elijah also helps me in the memory making. I'm doing Elf on the Shelf and that's always magical. And I don't do super overly creative stuff like what you do see on the gram. Like I, I did do that from time to time, you know, over the last two years. I've stopped. All I need to do is just move him, really. And Elijah loves just looking for him. Um, our elf is called Rookie, and Rookie's a you know just a stalwart in the house. We love him. But other than that, Elijah helps to create the magic, uh, and I and I'll give myself credit for that. But I, I do have to say I have taken the pressure off in terms of that. However, I need to bring this up because it's a gripe that I have. Um, and I don't want this to be a man bashing thing, but I do see women under a lot of pressure as if we have more money, as if we have more time, as if uh, we have more resources, as if we are superwomen and we're not. I've noticed and my, you know, the, the men in my family are just not pigs, you know, they're decent human beings. But I think these traditional roles that men and women play are still, you know, underway in every family across South Africa, I think it's very rarely that you won't see it. And so I like I've seen my father-in-law put pressure on my mo- my mother-in-law saying, you know, oh, r- remember to ask Sam what you're doing for Christmas. What we, what are we going to do for Christmas? This was a couple of months ago. My brother-in-law did the same thing and my dad did the same thing to my mom. The men, teen, in my family at least, I don't know whether it's the same for you and it's not the same for Ray. If I ask Ray to help with the elf on the shelf, or get involved with the Christmas tree, or find X amount of presents, or even do all the food on Christmas, he does it. He loves it. But I have noticed that women are doing the cooking, women are doing the decorating, women are making magical memories, women are buying the presents, and wrapping the gifts, and I'm just, I'm over that narrative. I'm really over that narrative, so I don't know whether you are experiencing the same thing. And I know Rhett is not like that, but I, what I'm asking is like your extended family, mm-hmm. is it along the same lines of that narrative? So I must say on our side, like my mom and dad are divorced. So for most of my life, there was never a me seeing my father asking my mom like what the the plan is for Christmas. I've only ever seen my mom kind of, create things the way I'm assuming our children would see us organizing Christmas and planning the food and the whatever. My mother-in-law organizes every other year Christmas at her house because one year is my family, one year is Red's family. And my father-in-law doesn't also doesn't put pressure on her. My father-in-law plans the menu out of on his own accord because my mother-in-law does not cook. She's not a uh, I'm in the kitchen kind of uh, thing. She'll organize everybody. She'll make the lists. She'll plan the gift buying, all of that. They're, they're very 50-50 down the middle, split down the middle. Which is where Rhett comes from, which is amazing. Yes, which is also, I think, in our household. So for, for me, to Rhett just steers clear of the decorating and that kind of thing because he knows how particular I am and, and <laughs> how in a frenzy I get. So and I don't really... I don't really feel what you're feeling, but I will agree to the fact that I've kind of bought 
majority of the presents already. And I've briefed the grandparents and extended family who have asked what do the kids need or want. I've implemented and set that into motion and focused on what uh, they're looking for and started shopping around two months ago for specials on those various items, comparing prices on different shop at different shops and platforms. And I know it seems trivial and shitty because, oh, we just bought some presents, but we're on a budget and I want to give the kids what they want. I want to make them happy and I want to buy them what their heart desires. And so if I, if we're going to do that, um, then I'm going to have to shop around to find what suits my budget or find alternatives. If we can't get that one item, that's four fucking thousand Rand, I'm going to have to get a very similar item at like 300 Rand. 4,000 Rand. Yeah. Yes. You know, so I, a lot of planning goes into it, but I, I, I do it to myself. I mean, I could just throw my hands up in the air and be like, like we'll buy them what we see or we'll do what we do. Mm. But I, the shopping, it does make me happy. It, do, it does make me happy to decorate and think of the presents and, and, and wrap it. And all of those things do make me happy. So this year I've decided the things when the minute I start feeling like, no, 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 this isn't actually bringing me happiness. I'm going to fucking can it. Mm. I will can it in a heartbeat. Even if I'm in the middle of it and I'm like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? This isn't making me happy. Is it really going to make or break this, the, the Christmas, Christmas for these kids? Fuck no, I'm not doing it. So if you're peeling potatoes on the 23rd of December, the day before your Christmas Eve dinner, and you're just like, you know what? Do we really need roast potatoes? You're just going to chuck the potatoes. Great. I'll fucking, I will throw money that I don't have at that problem and go and buy some shit at a, at the Pine Slope Spa yeah. that's already cooked or something yeah. and be like, this isn't bringing me joy. Yeah. So, and I, I do acknowledge, yes, that women do, but yeah, I would just like to, hey, come over for a braai, no decorations, the Christmas tree is up because I like to have it up, but like other than that, and no gifts because the pressure is on and, and COVID has brought with it a budget. People don't have money. So that's exactly what I've done. I've sent out an invitation to whoever wants to join us to say, I, I would like togetherness for Christmas Eve this year. I'm planning on doing a little Christmas Eve box for my two children. I'm not interested in giving gifts to anyone or secret Santas or exchanging of gifts or anything. I would just like to be together. If you want to join us, Bring a meal from your household, whatever it is. I don't care. We don't even have to make up a menu and be like, okay, this one's bringing that and this one's oh bringing God, that yeah. to make sure that there's variety. You bring something that you from your household. I will, I will prepare or bring some, buy something for my household. If you could just bring your drinks and whatever you were going to eat that evening at your house, whether it be samis or pies or whatever the fuck it is, there will be no menu and there will be no cooking. But there will be if you want to be with us. Yeah. If you, if you want to be with us, my lights are up. My Christmas tree is up. I have a musha garden. I have a beautiful table outside. I have Christmas lights in my garden. And if you want to join us, join us. And if it's just the four of us, it's just the four of us. I don't really care. I choose happy. Yeah. This is my motto. I choose happy. What makes me happy is that, and I choose happy. It does not make me happy to stand for hours and cook, plan a menu, organize mm -hmm. who's bringing what, and then that one's not bringing enough, and then it's, it causes resentment because, you know, the least you could have done is brought the 12 rolls instead of six, you know? It's a keeping up with the Joneses thing, and I'm also just totally, totally over it. And speaking about keeping up it. with the Joneses, Teachers' gifts, 
I did it to myself again. So I I try and go simple and really cost effective. I sorted out the sort of women's teachers gifts. Then it got to the coaches and I'm just like, I'm just doing boxes of chocolates or like slabs of chocolates or whatever. I send Ray to the checkers to get our normal groceries and I say, get the coaches for soccer some chocolates. There are five of them. There are two on the weekend and three different ones in the week. Do you know what he came back with? Those, now I'm not slamming Ray. This is actually to his credit, but I had to get to, I had to get to this moment through a process. He got Kit Kat mini bites, which is two fingers of Kit Kat sealed in like a packet and there's several. And he's just like, I thought we could take out five for the coaches of those tiny chocolates, those tiny bite-sized chocolates. That's what Ray wants to give the coaches and the rest we'll eat as a family. And I was just like, I don't want to, I gave him this task. Now I don't want to be like, you did it wrong though. Like what happened to a slab or a box or a bag of quality street? What are you doing? We don't do that. We need something to wrap. Like how do I attach a note to a fucking two, you know, fingered Kit Kat? What are you doing? With a fucking stapler, my friend. With a fucking stapler. <laughs> well, I had a moment. I had to get through the process and I was just like, he is 100% right. And I had Elijah fill out a Christmas card that I dug out from my Christmas box, which I diligently keep every year. Had some spare cards. Had Elijah draw a portrait of the coach. Wrote on there, hey coach, thanks for the year. Time to take a break. Because, uh, Kit Kat, have a break. Lucky, lucky you have a way with the words, my friend. Lucky you're a writer because that just sells the whole gift. And then you know what? We took out five of those chocolates and ate the rest of the packet. (laughs) I just have to drop the mic. Yes. And now I also, because my kids left school a week early, I get to decide whether I actually deliver the teacher's gifts to them or just go, sorry, we had COVID. See you next year. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I have never, and I might be a terrible person for this, I've never gifted a coach a single gift since I've had children. Not, Not one gift, not a note, not a nothing. I've never gifted a coach a gift. I have given teachers gifts, but literally it's like a hand cream and a picture drawn by my child. Look, I'm not going, people always get angry when I publicly sort of rage against teachers gifts on Instagram or Facebook. And it's always a teacher saying, you know, that's really nasty. You don't understand how much we put into your kids. And I'm just like, I'm not saying that. I'm really not, I'm not saying, saying you don't, you don't deserve, deserve a gift. gift. You no. def- I'm saying why, do. Yes. why? I'm saying why it's hard for me to keep up with that expectation. Yeah. It's, and, and it gets worse and worse and worse. If you do look to the Instagrammable Pinterest worthy teachers gifts, it's a lot. I'm on a mom's group for Joburg and word went out like, hey, suggestions for teachers' gifts. And someone said, at Le Creuset, they have a four for three Christmas mug special. And as a teacher, I would really love that with like a chocolate and whatever. And I'm like, I'm not buying. There are five teachers in Noah's cl- class alone because he's in the baby class. And then two teachers in Elijah's class. That's seven teachers. That's seven Le Creuset mugs. Are you joking? I would love some Le Creuset mugs. I, I won't even 
I won't even buy yeah. myself fucking Le Creuset m- uh, mugs. And if anyone deserves Le Creuset mugs, it are I. Yeah. Let Precious me just tell you. ladies. Like, you know what, teachers? Yeah, no. We appreciate I'm checking teachers. out for that shit. We really yes. appreciate teachers and we will show you our appreciation, but we cannot afford to keep up with the Joneses in this respect. Like, I'm drawing the line. I'm done. It's impossible. And having spoken to teacher friends of mine, and I, I have a friend whose mom has been a teacher for probably going on 30 years, okay? And I, I've said to I mean, she has got one room filled with soft toys, an entire bedroom filled with soft toys that she has been gifted over the 30 odd years. And she's kept those little soft toys and obviously appreciated them for, for what they are. But I asked her point blank, the first year I had to give a, a teacher's gift, I was like, Mary, what the fuck am I up against here, yo? What do I do? Because I don't obviously want my kid to feel ashamed of the gift he gives. And I don't want him to be the only one not giving a gift. So what is your advice? And she said, Charlene, people don't have money. It is ridiculous to expect of people to spend money. They pay school fees. They pay school fees that are a lot. And concerts, extras and excursions and... She teaches at a private school. Flipping hell. So she's like, and she says, I teach at a private school. I know these parents have money and they, they spend money on their children, but I do not expect you to spend money on me. Your school fees pay for me to educate your child. Mm. If you want to give me a give me a gift from your child or from you to express your gratitude, a drawn picture or a handwritten note means way more to me than you just buying a box of chocolates or a gift for the sake of giving because, oh, my God, we have to give teachers gifts again. And so-and-so is giving a lecrizé pot and the other one's giving a spa voucher. So I just, I mean, of course, I'd love to go to the fucking spa, but is the gift Does the gift have meaning? Does it come from your heart? Are you trying to express to me that you're grateful to me for the impact I've had on your child? Or are you trying to keep up with the Joneses? Yeah. Good. I was like, point. We calling it. We calling it, guys. I'm not I'm not going there anymore. And I I think I've been I like getting creative, but I also am trying to, to work smarter and not harder. So the simpler the better. Um, mm-hmm. for, for my teacher's gifts and as Elijah gets older choose the it gets happy easier. choose yeah. the happy it gets easier because he can draw pictures and he can start writing notes and the gifts can start coming from him exactly and I mean to me how much joy would that bring you to watch your child prepare that picture give drawn? that gift yeah yeah I mean, that, that would make me so happy to see my kid just planning just from his heart giving that thing I made this for you from my mind and my heart because I care for you and I'm grateful mm. to you. That's that's happiness. That makes me happy. Worrying about what to buy and how's it going to look and is the teacher going to like it? If the teacher doesn't like it, it's not fucking about that. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing for grannies and grandpas, aunties and uncles. Um, the more personalized from when the, it's a gift from my child, the more personalized, mm. the better. If they get a card, they get a card. But so I, I don't know. I, I think it's good to teach your kids to gift um, the people in their lives so they can see that Christmas isn't about Father Christmas is coming and leaving you a bunch of shit that you asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, it is if, if you're not going to be talking about um, the story of Christmas and the nativity, if you're taking a, a non-traditional secular route and not telling your 
children about the story of Christ, which I totally respect, surely then we should be talking about gratitude and giving and family and togetherness, as you mentioned. So I don't have money for Elijah, especially for Elijah to go free reign in a shop and buy his um, you know, friends and family something. But I think that there are cost-effective things that you could do that would be, dare I say, part of a craft. God, who have I become? Crafty mom. <laughs> but now that My I'm, friend, yeah, now oh, that I'm sitting... Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> oh, you're right. But you know what? I'm sitting here this week with my kids and there's nothing else that we have to do. So we're going to be crafting, you know? Yes, and you may as well make those crafts into something that can be useful as a gift. Exactly. Great idea. So I had a question for you to kind of turn that around. Gifts from friends and family, so uncles, aunties, grannies, grandpas. I asked this question on social media last year and it it got a lot of people thinking, not that it's a new um, thought, but I think a lot of moms are kind of torn about it. You know, there's a whole sentiment about, okay, so your kid last year, Elijah, asked for a Paw Patroller. That is literally all I got him because the Paw Patroller was expensive. And it came from Father Christmas because he had asked Father Christmas for it. But I said, the next big gift he asks for will come from me because I paid for it and I love him. I don't want him to see like I fucking worked for that and you be grateful for that. I want him to see that I gave him that gift, not Father Christmas. And then I don't know how much I buy into this because it's difficult to kind of compare all the time. But, you know, there's that whole thing of not all kids will be getting the same thing from Father Christmas and you should be sensitive to that. I don't know how you feel about that. Should we be sensitive to that? If your kids have asked for a big ticket item that you can afford and that comes from Father Christmas, do they, like, so they get an iPad. Then they go to school in January and go, oh, Father Christmas bought me an iPad, but Father Christmas bought their friend a, a coloring in book. It's tricky. It is tricky. But yeah, we already like jumping through so many goddamn hoops in society. Should we be thinking about these things? So I feel having looked at your social media posts and having, you know, ahead of this episode, having given it a bit of thought, I... I can't, I feel a little bit ignorant in this area. I will say that because I have not given it this in-depth thought that you have and that I've seen from the responses from other moms that you've gotten based on your post. I obviously haven't thought this through very well because in my mind, it has 100%. I hear you. I was literally reading these posts and I was like, oh, fuck, what about that? Like, ooh. Well, that's why we're here. That's why we're here, so that we can talk about these things and think about it. In my things. mind, in my mind, I, I mean, I, my kids don't know what was on someone else's Christmas list. You, you make your wish list for Santa and you say, you ask what you want. So what I'm preparing them for is, let's make a list. It's called a wish list for a reason, because we wish for these items. We can't always get everything we wish for. But maybe we might get some of them, one of them, or maybe two of them. I don't know how many we're going to get. Let's see how we go. It's all about the surprise. Mm. Okay? That's our wish list. And I I try to not even talk about someone else's wish list. And, and they've never brought that up to me, like so-and-so got this for Christmas and so-and-so got that for Christmas. I think also because between Christmas and January school starting, yeah. there's a lot – 
there's a lot of time that passes. So I think it's not so top of mind and we've got birthdays in between. So I've never had a case where the kid has said to me, so-and-so got this for Christmas and I wanted that or whatever. I think now in the moment that I am, my go-to would be if there is a comparison, if they're like, so-and-so got this for Christmas, why didn't I get it for Christmas? And then it would be like, was it on your list? Or maybe they put it on their list or say you put iPad on a list and you didn't get it and someone else got it. Yeah. If there's a direct comparison, then I'd have to tackle that as we go. Good, good but point. Yeah. And for the time being, we don't know what other people, you, you got a Paw Patroller and so-and-so got a packet of biscuits. Maybe that is what they really wanted. Maybe that is what they put on their list because to them, that's what they wanted. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, and and maybe just tackling that as and when the questions come up. But then probably when they're old enough to do those comparisons, the belief in Father Christmas will have changed. So that's my that's my thinking as well. Like I can now tell already, Josh isn't one hundred percent buying into this Elf uh, magic story and this Santa thing. Um, he's not he's not really buying into it a hundred percent, but also I'm not really that careful with keeping the fantasy alive because I mean, I was printing off stuff. Yeah. He got, he got his, the elves brought him a piece of paper with a, a wish list that he had to fill out. That you had and then, out. and then a couple of days later, he's, he's me printing off the wish list. Oh, and shit. he's like, you're printing off the wish list that the elves brought. And then I was like, Oh, I'm not printing it. I made a copy of yours because um, I don't know if Auntie Sam's elf brought one for Elijah. So I made a copy of yours just in case because <laughs> we don't want Elijah to be sad to not have one. So just in case I made a copy. So you also got to think on your feet and yeah. I'm not careful enough. And you know? that's the thing with lies. So then that also takes me to do, you know, do you – there's one, and we put this question out to our listeners, and so I'm going to share that. There's one listener of ours that said she tells the she tells her kids that Father Christmas is she doesn't lie, she doesn't believe in white lies, and she tells her kids, you know, Father Christmas is a fantasy, but they can all imagine, and that's the fun of it is imagining, and so. You know, they, they, the magic of Christmas is there, but the expectation. Let me see if I can get these responses up. Yeah. So thoughts on the Father Christmas elves, the Christmas story is the question we put out. And um, this listener said, I'm all about being honest with children. No white lies. Because as you've seen now, you've got to think on your feet, right? And so uh-huh. uh, bear in mind here for listeners and for you, Charlene, I'm not going – this is wrong, this is right. I'm just bringing up different points of view that I've been thinking about. Mm. So Mm. no white lies. No, Father Christmas is not real, she tells her children, but we can imagine and we can keep Christmas alive. And that made me think, okay, cool. We set the standard. It's up to us. Mm. You know, whereas another mom of eight, I think, (laughs) replied here, Elves and Santa take most of the credits in our home. We have little magic left in the world, so we let them believe in all the magic we can find. My kids never question who gives which presents, and they know some are from us, some are from family members. We do go overboard in quantity. In these situations, kids prefer quantity over quality, I feel, so all my kids get one big present and then lots of small cheap ones. 
And then she said, having a teenager that is no longer a believer is actually awesome. She now helps keep the magic alive for the little ones. And I have an extra elf at home. So that's that mom's take. It's all about the magic for these moms. I'm very much where that's at. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm very like uh, whimsical about this whole thing. And I think maybe it's because I haven't had, I haven't run into issues where my children have expressed like lack of gratitude yet. Mm. And I'm trying to, I mean, obviously we have to teach them as much as possible. What I do feel a bit about in my heart is the, the reward thing. Like you get, rewarded for good behavior with gifts if you're good if you're nice if you're not Mm. naughty and i've already like i said earlier i've already yeah i do the same rookie's watching you this just this morning or was it yesterday morning elijah was testing me and i said stop it now because rookie's watching you forgetting and it was like you know (laughs) it just it just happened it slips out because it's that (laughs) thing you have yes well in my case it Flipping doesn't work with Jessie because she does not give a fuck what that elf thinks. She gives a shit about what she's feeling in that moment. So it's not even really that effective for me. And so that doesn't sit so well with me and I'm still doing it. I'm still like, yeah, if, you, if you behave, then da, da, da. So I don't know what the rule around that is. I like this mom of eight's opinion about keeping the magic alive. And for the time being, our whole family's playing along with it because we go to granny's house and Santa dropped off presents there for them. Mm. And we go to Oma's house and Santa's dropped off presents there for them. And so I, what I have done this year is made them aware of donating, of giving. Mm. We have so much. And there are children that in the past, I've just quickly sorted through their toys. And then every year we do our clear out and we do our donation. But this year, I've actually gotten them involved in the process. And I'm trying to teach them that Christmas is a time for giving. And so we have these things to gift because there are children who don't have anything. And so I've made them choose through out of their toys what to gift. And then Jay-Z will be like, no, I want to hang on to this one um, because I really like this one. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I know you do, but you know what? You haven't played with that one for months. You're way old now and you don't really need that toy anymore. Think if there's another baby girl about your cousin's age. And I kind of paint a picture for her who has never had any toys in her whole life don't you think she would appreciate that and then she's like yo mommy i think that oh shame and then she gets this like like she's talking to her baby oh shame mommy that little baby is so cute she can have it she can have it (laughs) you know so i'm trying to get and maybe maybe that's manipulation i don't know are we we making them feel guilty because then are they gonna like when they receive gifts they're not feel worthy like parenting is so fucking difficult because it's you tasting you if you don't think about it it's you 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 know none the worse off but when you start fucking thinking about this shit then you're over analyzing and you get so much in your own head that you're in the spiral i hear you i'm in the spiral i'm I'm listening to you and i'm just like but then if i do that to elijah and i really hit home hard like when he just doesn't give a shit about eating any of his food and we bring up you know the starving children in africa narrative um, am I guilting him into eating? And so are we gil- guilting mm. them into giving their shit away that they actually still want? And are we guilting them when they eventually receive gifts? Do they go, oh, I really wanted this PlayStation, but you see, I, I feel bad for all the people who don't have PlayStation. <laughs> you know, no, I do hear you. 
I, I do hear you. What I do, what, what I have thought of is, I mean, I'll, I'll plant the thought and I'll say, okay, this is a situation. The choice is yours. And she might not make the choice I want her to make, but she's going to damn well think about it. Mm. And I'm not going to harp on it, you know. Mm. This is, I'll, and I'll keep that toy. If it really means that much to her, there's 20 others that I can, that I can donate, yeah. you know. But it, I, I'm just trying to get them involved in things and you are 100% right. We can't like manipulate and mind fuck them into doing things, you know. <laughs> so I suppose we could if we really tried, but is that healthy? No. So I, I heard you saying that, so the whole family is involved and Father Christmas comes to the grandparents and to the other grandparents and that. So then grannies and grandpas don't give gifts in your household? Well, no, they haven't. They haven't thus far. Um, All of those gifts come from Father Christmas. So far, yes, because also, again, I haven't given it any more thought beyond the magic of Santa bringing presents. And so, so let's see what happens because my kids, I've made it a point this year of aunties and uncles, grannies and grandpas, they give gifts and you thank them. You thank them for those gifts. And our kids are going to see each other between. Christmas and New Year, hopefully. Um, hopefully. Or early Jan. They'll see each other. If it becomes a problem, it'll become a problem because they're talking. If not, that's just yes. the way your family handles it and it's the way my family handles it. And so let's just carry on as you were. Friends. Yeah, roll with the punches. <laughs> like something something happened yesterday. We were at a kid's party and Jesse has been asking a lot about drinking Coke. And I'm like, no, we don't drink Coke. I don't drink Coke. Daddy drinks Coke. He likes it. I don't drink Coke. Coke is not for children. It is bad for you. All physical drinks are bad for you, but I allow you Fanta and cream soda on the occasion. It is bad for you. It gives you cavities. So, And Coke most definitely is not for children because that has caffeine. I know you get the no caffeine and the whatever, but yeah. it's that the Coke, Coke is not something you. we have. You can, yeah. have an, you can have another fizzy drink. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I'm of the opinion that Coca-Cola is in my one of the most addictive soft drinks there are mm. on the market. And I know because I have an addiction for it. So we're at the party yesterday and the mom pours Coke, no caffeine, no sugar in a cup for her little four-year-old boy. And Jessie's like, her eyes are like black like saucers. And she's like, mommy, he got Coke. <laughs> She's there. And, and the mom's there. I don't know this mom. It's the first time we're like hanging out. And I'm like, oh, deadly. I'm trying to like just brush it off. And like, but Coke is not for children, mommy. <laughs> I hop like, on with Elijah. I'm just like, you know what? In our family, that's the way we do things. And that's like, that's how I navigate those things. Because it is fucking difficult when, especially when they start talking. Like, damn you, motherfucker. Just hold your I tongue. Just, <laughs> Have I just made this mom yeah. feel shit about herself yeah. for boring Coke? It was awkward. So I'm pretty sure that the Christmas thing is gonna is gonna play out at any at any point. And you are you're right to say like this is how it works in our family. Is oh, maybe that's how the way to go yeah. about it? Yeah. So I yeah. That's how I've navigated it. I've changed things also, but Elijah's now more aware. So he doesn't know mm. that two years ago Father Christmas brought all the gifts and that yes. I've since changed. And I'm just like, no, you know what? Mom and dad gave each other a gift. What's in our stocking is from Father Christmas if something lands in our stocking. And he gets him and his brother getting one gift each from Father Christmas and one gift each from mom and dad. 
and a Christmas Eve box, which when I say it, I'm just like, should I get more? Uh, my brain starts. And then when I look eventually at how much I've gotten, I've gone, yes, is now it's too much. And then it's his birthday uh. in January, which is the same problem you have. So you're the overanalyzing and the stress. And then, of course, aunties, uncles, grannies, grandpas, friends mm. come with gifts. So I'm trying to buy less because I know that there's – and Elijah hasn't even put anything on his wish list. So it's not like he's expecting anything. <laughs> to, to my delight this year because it's, it's helping yeah. me a lot. I'm having a hard time this year, really, because Josh hasn't asked for a lot. He has like two or three things that he has asked for, one of which is a pair of birds. Okay, so yeah, good luck with wrapping that for Christmas, Charlie. <laughs> um, but Jesse, every single thing she sees, I want this for my birthday. I want this for Christmas. I want this for my birthday. I want this for Christmas. She's a real and you girl. know what I see? I see her going to play at, at, at friends' houses or she go, like we went to this kid's party yesterday. She did not play on the jumping castle or the trampoline or any was of the things that playing the with the friends' toys. She was inside playing with the friends, the girl toys. She was like, oh, this baby has a cot. This baby has a bottle. Look at this kitchen. And she was just like flipping out about these things, everything that's on her wish list. And I'm just, I am battling. I, I see how badly she wants it. And you know what the worst part is? You saw me in Hamley's that oh year. Oh, my God. Guys, <laughs> listeners, we went to Hamley's like activation and Charlene was like a kid in the black Barbie section. I was like, can we please leave? But look at this head that you can brush its hair. I've always wanted this. Look at this Barbie. You sound so like what, what you say, Jesse, sounds like that's what you were in Hamley's that time. Yes. And so now I'm still that person. And then I see her <laughs> going through it. And I'm like, I'm compelled to be like, I remember wanting this as a kid and not not getting it and I, I, I like I really want to get it for her does it but help I, I, does it help that you have like and that's how I justify it now when I look at things for both my boys is can it wait till next year and I keep a list going because age appropriately right like she's gonna outgrow babies before she outgrows maybe maybe I'm not saying it's like this with everyone she's gonna outgrow babies before she outgrows barbies so what and and maybe like maybe treat it like a triage situation. <laughs> like what you gonna <laughs> go first? <laughs> the triage, the toy triage situation. I love that. I love it. I'm just that. trying to help you out, I, yeah. But thanks. No, that's stressful. good advice. <laughs> it's good advice. A lot of it a lot of it is also serving my own um my own needs if you know mm. what I mean, so which is bad. You're living vicariously through your child. So it's good that you're filtering the thought process via that. Christmas no, is, can bad. we just admit, I'm going to wrap up, but I have one more comment from a listener that I want to um, touch on. But can we just admit that it's complicated? Christmas get Christmas and the festive season needn't be so complicated, but it is. And a large part of it is us complicating it for ourselves, coupled with societal pressure, coupled with um, women taking on a lot of the mental load, naturally. You know, because that, you know what? That is it what has we do. been it's our role. Or it has like, been commercialized. Mm. And, and we're victims to this commercialized thing. And then there's also exactly like you say, the woman and their role and us with our feelings of wanting everything to be perfect and happy and creating this beautiful childhood. It is a comedy of errors. 
One thing I just do want to mention before we move on this year, and I know it's a question that comes up every year about the telling them about the nativity. Yeah, that's what I wanted to tie in with. Oh, is that what you want to mm, tie in? Okay, cool. Have, so so um, I put out the question again to our listeners, and we have one listener saying that her son is only two years old, uh, but they are not big on gifts at Christmas time. They prefer traditions based on experiences, which I can get behind if that is mm, mm. Uh, what you do every single Christmas. Like I've set a precedence. I'm just like, fuck, how do I go back from this, you know? Um, and then she says, I'm not sure how we'll do Santa. Um, she wants to focus on giving rather than receiving and, which is what we've also spoken about yeah, focusing on the giving part and the story of Jesus. So... Every year, last year was a monumental fuck up when I tried to explain Jesus to my child. And eventually I'm talking about the creation and life and death. <laughs> and Elijah was book? hysterical. Is there a book? It's called the Bible, Charlene. Try no, and explain that to a, your child. <laughs> is there a book other than the Bible that we could use for this education? Because... This year I've actually had my children ask about Jesus and why he died and was put in a cave for three days all by himself in the dark, mommy. What happened to him? <laughs> like, well, this is now when he died for our sins, okay? And, and I'm like, okay, that? cool. How do you explain that to a little person? So, Plus also, he, he died. He's our father and he died for our sins. What are sins, mommy? And are you going to die? Are you going to die so I can be okay? It is so fucking scary. And we discussed this last year as well. And I realized how ill-equipped I am to answer these questions. I did try and explain that the reason we give gifts on Christmas is because when Jesus was born, the three men came and brought gifts. So it's symbolic. It's What's symbolic, mommy? It's a tradition that we carry on to do like the three wise men did and people bringing gifts to Mary who had her baby. My problem is, as you know, over-explaining. And I've yes. made a point this year of when it comes to sex, when it comes to religion, when it comes to everything, and it's really worked of only, as you always say, only answering what he asks. Um, and it's like saved my hide this year uh, because I really tried to over explain and I have to hold my tongue in not over explaining anything. Uh, mm. So he has not asked again about the story of Christmas and I'm not going there this year. And I know a lot of, ugh, I, I think I, I hesitate saying that because I feel like I'm having a lot of heat and judgments already from the listeners who are yet to hear this episode, you know, like we're still busy recording. I can cut it out if I want to. I'm not going to. Please don't judge me. I already feel sheepish about it, but this is what I've decided. He hasn't asked. I'm not going to say. Now, for me, we've never spoken about it. And this year specifically, there have been questions. So now I'm up shit creek without a paddle because I have no idea how to explain this to them. And even the Kinner Bible, I find it so vague. It's just yeah. this ridiculous story. It doesn't answer the story. questions. It doesn't answer it does the questions. Answer and the questions. You, when it comes to the death and the sacrifice for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, you know, excuse for our non-Christian uh, listeners, but it, uh, just in, you know, bringing religion up with your kid, it's so difficult. It's when it comes to the story of Christ and the sacrifice, it is very difficult. And Charlene, I can't help you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, now I'm very upset because you're always very good at helping me. 
And I'm like, you always have some book to throw Sorry. at the problem. The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. So, no, no, the Bible is scary. Yeah. And I don't care who's listening and judging me. I, I'm an adult and I still find the yeah. Bible scary. No. <laughs> so let's switch back quickly to mom magic. This thing that we do to ourselves, largely do to ourselves, that we've allowed society to do that has become a social construct, is it worth it, Charlene? I think a lot of parts of it <clears throat> I've come to learn is not worth it for me. And so I have taken to do it within the parameters of what I feel is rewarding. Mm. For example, like you said with, with Rookie, you just really have to move him from one spot to another. And no, I'm not. then that's, that's magical. I'm not doing the Pinterest things. Like the kids wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, they're in a different spot. And that, that's it. That's the extent of what we're doing. One day maybe they might have a toothbrush or something they're doing something funny with. But that's it. When I have capacity, I will do it. And when I don't, I don't. And so the same goes for the family gatherings and the gifts. It will change from year to year. And we only really know in the moment what we see chance for, what we have energy for. So if you take the elf on the shelf as an example, we love to do it. Elijah loves his elf on the shelf. I'm never not going to do it. And I only really know how much creative energy I have to put into my elf after bedtime. So I was going to buy, as you know, because we had this discussion, I was going to buy an elf box that comes with all little McGafters. It's super cute. And there are a mm, few mm. Um, providers doing it where they've created like swings and little devices. Yeah, I mean, you, you have the activities the on hand. You literally yeah. just have to set it up. You don't even have to think of the activity because all the materials and everything's there. But you still have to do it and you still have to put it out and you, you know. I don't know. And, and spend the money on the box. the money. And then when you have two kids, it's money and a half or double the, mm -hmm. the amount. So I, I just didn't have that 500 to 700 rand, actually. I didn't have it spare at the end of every month leading up to the advent. And so I just didn't do it. And mm -hmm. I had kept an advent idea from last year that I just didn't do. And luckily I had that on hand. And it's been such a win. So I think I have also leaned into like, Sam, what's your capacity in this moment? And mm. I believe it is worth it. I believe creating the memories is why I do it as well. It does also make me happy, the Christmas magic, and looking at it over the years from when we started with Elijah and now including Noah who keeps pointing at the tree and going, instead of wow, he wants to say, wow, wow. He goes, ow, mommy, ow, look oh, at the tree. It's so cute and it's worth it. This is what, it's not why we are parents. Uh, let me not say that. But it's part of the joy of parenting, which we don't often talk about on the show. Mm, mm, but mm. I think that's why we do it. I think leaning into the joy of it and the happiness of it, as you have been doing, is a way to make it easier for ourselves. As well as, like I said at the very beginning of this discussion, for me, I need to realize I don't have more money in December and I don't mm. have more time. And I definitely don't have more capacity or energy. And so do with that what you will. Acknowledge that reality. Lean into what feels good and how much capacity you have and fuck the rest. Exactly. The kids will, what are they going to remember? They're going to remember the togetherness. They're going to remember that time you drew 
taught them how to draw a reindeer or, 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 or decorating the tree, or then they might not even remember any of the activities, but they will have a memory of Christmas, this fondness, this warm feeling in their heart of, yes, like I remember we, we always used to see both my grands and Christmas time was always a very hectic, busy time of year, but there was just so much going on and it either makes me feel warm and fuzzy or there was a lot going on and it just makes me feel anxious and sad because my dad, to this day, I was going to say this earlier in the discussion, where I didn't because my parents were divorced and we didn't, I didn't really see much of an influence for my dad. Christmas time, as a portion of my growing up, has always been a very sad time of year because my parents, I remember our very first Christmas after my parents' divorce, I think we've mentioned this, I've mentioned this before in a, in a previous recording, that my parents brought us together for Christmas Day because we were still a family and you could cut the tension with a knife. And I remember it. And I just, it, all the things were there. The food was there. The Christmas tree was there. The presents was there. Everything was there. It looked like Christmas, but the feeling was not there. I could, I can explicitly remember it. And my dad sadly grew up with Christmas always being a very sad time of year for him in his childhood. And so when my parents got married, they tried to change that for us, but it didn't, quite happened because they ended up getting divorced. And so Christmas once again for my dad just became this sad time. So this time of year, I really want my kids to remember it's not about the food. It's not about the tree. It's about that feeling you get inside. And I, I don't know how to create that yet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try every year to just create that feeling so they can feel it inside, regardless of where you are or who you're with. Mm. You get that feeling inside. I want to close here and I, I have a thought, I have an idea, and I don't know if it's worth much. Um, but I think that feeling is also an okayness from the moms and the parents. And that's the onus on 100%. us. So 100%. for us... I'm saying it to myself and to you now and for any moms listening, we need to be okay. And as long as we are okay, no matter whether our kids have gifts under the tree or not, as a result of whatever, as long as we are okay, um, I, our kids will, will be okay and that feeling will be there. Sam, speaking about that Christmas magic that mom's bringing, my kids have been asking about Christmas stockings and I really need to deliver. Uh, yeah, well, we did it for the first time last year and look, it is a nice touch, but you have to be clever about what you put into those suckers because they can fit a lot of junky, cheap-ass shit or a lot of tiny, expensive shit or just a ton of sweets that, let's be honest, we know we're just going to be polishing off after bedtime. Ugh, I know. Okay, so what do I do? What did you do last year? Mm, okay, well, I put in some handy things like sanitizer. It was the year 2020 after all. Uh, card games are always a win. And um, our Fun Bites food cutter. Oh, of course. Our sponsor for today's show. Indeed. As seen on entrepreneurial show Shark Tank, Fun Bites is the first and only patented kitchen tool that cuts kids' food into fun-shaped bite-sized pieces. Perfect for picky eaters, getting creative with these food cutters makes healthy food fun for our little ones. And best of all, they're BPA-free, dishwasher-friendly and safe for little fingers mastering that all-important pincer grip. 
Invented by a mother and her daughters to help moms and kids make healthier food choices, the Fun Bites Cutters have received over 30 International Parents' Choice Awards. For a healthy and useful stocking stuffer that won't break the bank, Fun Bites Food Cutters are available now on takealot.com from 149 rand each. Fun Bites Food Cutters, creating bite-sized fun. So how about we keep talking? Yes, listen, as you know this, we say this every time we chat, we want to chat with you. We want you to weigh in on something and our conversations, whether you want to cry or laugh or rant like we do or swear. Please DM us a voice note on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or record one on your phone and hit us up over email. Our email address is info at thegreatequalizer.co.za. Also, guys, feel free to send us some Instagram or WhatsApp or Facebook posts or um, anything that you're into that you're seeing and you think that it, it's a great discussion, a topic for discussion, send it to us and, and tag us. We love seeing what you guys are into and what you're up to and what you want to chat about. Yes, your support is super important to us and you really have no idea how much every like and love and comment or share means to us or your opinions give us food for thought and opens our minds to uh, to new ways of thinking and viewing parenting as a whole. I mean, we're not experts, so we need you. <laughs> so please um, also don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook. We do need you. We need listeners. We need people to share in this community because... 100,000 minds are better than just the two of us. Hey, Charlene. <laughs> exactly. And, and exactly. Hit, hit that subscribe button, guys, because if you want to hear from us, you're going to want to be subscribed so that you hear when there is a new episode up. 100%. Um, we are recording more infrequently now. And so if you want to know when our next episode is out, if you're subscribed, you will get a notification. Also, the more we're seen, if you do share our posts or the things we talk about, um, the better this podcast can do and the better we can be for you. And so that's it for this week. Merry Christmas, Charlene. That's it for this year, Sam. Yeah. Yes. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Until next time, which will hopefully be in January, friend, keep your mom game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizer.co.za or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at info at thegreatequalizer.co.za and we'll get back to you.